the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Latinos out loud. It's quite loud here, so if you need to turn us down, don't. Mm. Okay? You should be only turning up your inner self and also the volume on this podcast. <laughs> no matter what you're doing in your earbuds, if you're vacuuming, if you're on the FDR in traffic or the West Side Highway or on I-95, any of the eyes. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I. But at least we're here to put you in a better mood. So lock it in. It's Latinos Out Loud. It's so great to be here, Frank. We have another special guest it's co-host. Ooh. Okay. This rotating seat is so fun. Doesn't it keep you on your feet? Like, I'm just like, <laughs> like what's, this is going to be great. It's energy. Okay, we know her and love her. Okay, she is a creator. I, I got to do some throwback stuff before we talk about the stuff that you're working on now, okay? Mm-hmm. So, we've known Millie Tamaris for a long time, wow. right? She's been doing comedy for a long time. She's a creator. She's a visionary. I remember back in the day when we were part of the Diverse as Fuck Festival. Mm-hmm. Yes, she called her festival the DAF Diverse as Fuck Festival, mm-hmm. Frank, okay? <laughs> she came up. She took the classes. She earned her stripes. Now she's TV writing, like comedy writing. She's on a very wildly popular podcast herself. A bitches, sup? Please put your hands together for Millie Tamaris. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Hello, Cristo. We can't afford real people that play trumpet, so they're like <laughs> the mouth trumpet for now. But we'll get trumpeteers one day. Hey, girl, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. So excited. Um, yeah, I trumpet players are expensive, so... I yeah. I think it's okay that you can't you can't afford them. That's a big part of a budget. Unless we put a call out to like junior high school kids, yeah. you know, because I don't even need like a pro. <laughs> no. If you could do pomp and circumstance, I think that's just yeah. fine, you know. And come on and blow if you know blow Bradford blow. You know we don't need Bradford Marsalis. We just need. You know what I'm saying? We need Millie yeah. Tamaris. How you doing? It's so good to see you because, yeah, I mean, we see each other out there on the Instagrams mm-hmm, and the Twitters mm-hmm. and you're doing your writing. Oh, on one of my favorite podcasts of all life. Wait, wait, don't tell oh, yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? When I heard your name in the credits, I'm like, I know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like screaming, screaming on the train for you because it's so great. By the way, BT Dubs heard another name that I know on a wildly popular podcast that my kids love, Story Pirates. Shout out to McKenna Cox. Oh, yeah. McKenna oh, Cox for McKenna. a of Room 28 doing some writing for Story Pirates. Come on, y'all. Nice. And these are like award-winning podcasts. Yo, tell us a little bit about Betches Sup. Yeah, so Betches is a, basically it's a women's media company. It's kind of like, I would put it in the same company, like a category as Fuck Jerry. Um, mm. So, and it has about like 8 million, 9 million followers on Instagram. Wow. We make a lot of memes that it's more like women focused and they have different subcategories. They have obviously a podcast about The Bachelor and a podcast about weddings and what it's like to like have a wedding now or, or being a mother or health and wellness. So I'm one of the hosts. I've been doing it now for three years of... The Betches Sup, which is their news and politics podcast. 
and um, it's been great. You know, it's definitely that intersection of news, comedy, politics. I've interviewed Joaquin Castro, Julian Castro, Anthony Fauci, mm. Pete uh, Buttigieg, uh, local Latino and Latina uh, politicians, national, you know, thought leaders and all that stuff. And But it's mostly, again, like, what are the issues that are affecting women? Like, you know, do you know that women who are married are more likely to be uh, conservative than women who are single. And also like how, you know, it's a, you know, it's a Democrat leaning podcast, you know, because that's the the issues that affect uh, a lot of young women. But, um, you know, we talk a lot and and a big thing about um, what we talk about is how, you know, the right, the Republicans, they're getting very, like, a lot of Latinos are joining uh, the right and, and, and voting more Republican and all that. So uh, one of my favorite episodes recently, uh, crossover, we had Ian Lara and uh, Aida Rodriguez. And, yeah. I shout out to Ian, Dominican, Dominican, yeah. and Aida Rodriguez, both with specials out yeah. there. We we were on Bring the Funny with Ian. That's where we originally met him back in the day. Yo, but they're doing their thing. Yo, it, it's so, so tell us more about the topics and like, oh, we had Julian Castro, by the way. How cool are the Castro oh my brothers, God. right? And also very hot. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say. Attractive, attractive Frank, do you remember that episode? Of course, Julian Castro, Castro, of course. Definitely. <laughs> he was so down to They're earth. They're so nice. He was just like, and their history is amazing. Wow, so this media company, this is huge, mm-hmm. Millie. And so how does Millie come out in the hosting of this show? Like, is the comedy just always on? Are you like politician Millie? Are you class clown Millie? Like, tell us about you on the podcast. Yeah, so, you know, it is that thin line, which it really has, like, helped my podcasting. So obviously, I mean, you know, I am professional, but it's also like that thin balance of like, what's a joke? When is it okay to be funny? When is it not okay to be funny? When is it okay to be real? I think that the moments like when I'm most myself and most vulnerable. And again, I've, I've only been able to like, you know, I've been doing comedy for a long time. I've come into my own, I've come into my own voice, but I feel like when I'm able to connect with people, the most is when I'm most authentically myself. So I know, you know, I really shared on one of the podcasts early on in my tenure about like, I have terrible student loan debt. Like my parents didn't have any idea. Like they didn't know what FAFSA was. I was one of the first people in my family to go to American college. My sister went to, she went to medical school in DR to save money, but my family so we actually signed a predatory loan, which is, you know, the, the actual interest rate was so bad that I was like, get it. It took me like my late, my early thirties, late twenties to like get out of that hole. And that was something Mm. that there's a lot of shame and there's a, and people always, you know, I think even too people are like, why are we forgiving student loans? It's stupid. Like it's, it's, it's a way, but when you have somebody like me and I'm able to be like, yo, 
I didn't know what I was signing. It has an 11% interest rate. It has debilitated for my whole life starting comedy in New York City, whatever. On top of my rent, on top of everything, making $13 an hour. I always had to pay $400 a month for for student loans. And I was not even hitting, I wasn't even denting the principal. It was all interest. So like in me sharing that like very authentic, very real thing about my life i got hundreds of messages that were like oh my god the same thing like there's so much shame and that's the point is like they they try to bring shame on these certain topics or like you know oh you know what is it like to like get an abortion or like buy plan b in mexico which is something i had to do recently and plan b (laughs) whoa whoa wait a minute plan b in mexico is only eight dollars why is it so expensive no way you buy a home i know know. but guys i could everyone's like buy 10 buy 10 yo let me get like two (laughs) i need some too yo i I got some chick around that she needs some when i um yeah but when i was in mexico I was going to that same pharmacy every day, either buying diarrhea pills or plan B. <laughs> so I could never show my visa. But yeah, you know, or like, or even like funny stuff of like, you know, we were talking about how Republicans were, had this whole thing about M&Ms and how there's an obese lesbian M&Ms because they literally gave the purple M&M the peanut body, which peanut M&Ms are naturally bigger. And Tucker Carlson said, so we had this whole thing where it was like, what mascot would you want to sleep with? And I said, Tony the Tiger. Um, but someone called me out and said one of my exes looked like Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Uh, and I'm oh, the, the, wow, I used to wait, like that shit. One, that the snap, good. the crackle, or the pop, because one of them looked good. Yeah, the other two were like, nah, I don't know. You could just go jump back in the bowl. Someone milk, said you know? my, my my ex looks like snap, but I think he looks like crackle. Uh, but the middle one, yes, yeah, snap. I think was the cute <laughs> one. Yeah, or was it pop? It was one of the ones on the end, but the middle one, I was like, not really my. Yeah, he's blonde. Yeah, like rice crisps, blonde. Yeah, you know? your twist. Yeah, the blonde is not my yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of a like cocoa crispies girl, yeah, actually. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> but you know you what? Know. Yeah, but so so it is just like you know, it's knowing when to turn it on and be serious and be yourself and be authentic, but also when to bring lightness because it's also not fun to hear like everything's burning, everything's gone to shit, all this stuff. Even you know, even if there is things to be, you know, scared about, like you know, uh, the recent uh, order or the recent um, ban of Roe v. Wade and like Mm. overturning that, you know, that's a real thing that affected, that's affecting half of our population. 38 states have some kind of abortion or restriction. And the reality is like, you know, how can we bring that up and talk about it without being doom and gloom, which at the end of the day, like, you know, we're never going to go back to hangers or anything. And and those issues, you know, those affect black and brown women disproportionately over, you know, others. So uh, those are some of the things that we talk. And again, it's all about balance and how you can be real and funny and share, you know, whatever without being like, there's no hope for the future or there's nothing, you know, which there's always hope. Yeah. 
Wow. But I, I do think it takes a certain way of thinking, a certain brilliance to find that happy medium, mm -hmm. you know? I do, your comedy is always coming in clutch, but when it comes to topics like this, I'm sure it's like done with like eloquence and it's needed. The tone, this like Latinos out loud, we're here to empower, mm -hmm. we're here to uplift. But we're also here to talk about those topics, too, that affect mm -hmm. us. We sometimes have the discussion behind the scenes of, yo, this happened, X, Y, whatever it is. We we need to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, of course. It. You know hmm. what I'm saying? The comedy will come out organically at some point in the conversation. But we wouldn't be Latinos in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever we're talking about behind the scenes. And it's okay if your dog is barking. My kids come up here asking for food. And I'm like, you ate yesterday. <laughs> like, why? Why are you finding the need to eat again today? <laughs> anyway, don't call Child Protective Services. I'm no. kidding. Yo, but, okay, talking about tone in comedy writing, I need to just, I know this isn't, like, completely the Millie show, but it really, like, ugh, it should be. The okay, Millie look, show, I like that. Because there's so much to, that she's mm -hmm. doing. Okay, like, Homegirl has written, you guys, I got to bring this up. Millie's written for WWE Friday Night Smackdown. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about that experience. What were you writing? Um, what was that like? Honestly, um, I I loved wrestling before I did the job. Um, I think, uh, yeah, you're writing the matches. It's really like, I think, talking about... I, I did not have a good experience at the company, and I'll say that about oh, that. Um, Ooh. You know? Bochinche. Yeah, bochinche. Bochinche. I did not have a good experience at the company, but I will tell you that in an ideal world, um, if you're, I think the closest thing to wrestling, especially when you start talking about, like, story structure and as a television show, um, and it does get, you know, WWE in particular gets a lot of criticism about a lot of things. But I, I think what gets, like, the biggest fandom, which diehard, hardcore wrestling fans, they want to just focus on the wrestling and the fights. But if you want to make it in the television show aspect, you have to have fights that continue week to week. You have to get people to tune in. And the closest thing I would say, you know, that is to wrestling is Real Housewives. Like, Real oh, housewives. it is. Always throwing down. You know, but it, it's also like in a good a good Real Housewives franchise, which not all of them are, but a good one. I think right now the best one is Miami. Uh, and it's Miami is good. It's that you have all the, like, the five players, you know, the five women, and the alliances change, who's beefing with who. They have long-term <laughs> beefs over the season, and then they have episode to episode. Like, I didn't like that you said that I rent my house out for, or I don't, I can't afford my mortgage. And then it's like whatever, and then you let that go, and then you, someone else is fighting, and then you come back. Like, remember three weeks ago you said this shit. You know, that is how a good wrestling TV show is built. Honestly, it's like, what are the stakes and all that? You know. Millie, real quick, what are your top three wrestlers of all time? Oh, man. That's tough. I would say, uh. um, you know, I love the female wrestlers. I love Bianca Belair. I and again, again, all the wrestlers I met, this is hard because every single wrestler I met and I worked with is so nice and kind 
and sweet and like they were so and it wasn't just like hello they're like oh my god i love your haircut you're so blah blah blah," you know so like again like sweet sweet people my experiences have nothing to do um with that but top three wrestlers again bianca belair um i would say asuka and um you know sasha banks they're they're three heavy hitters i love the female wrestlers so yeah all right Glow, baby. Gorgeous ladies of wrestling all day. 80s. That is what I used to watch. Like, I used to, like, tune in a little bit to, like, the junkyard dog and all that. Right. But it was something to see those women kicking Mm -hmm. ass, yo. You know what I'm saying? It was sexy. Well, speaking of sexy, this weekend was the Grammys. Ooh. Ooh, Crazy. So let's do some more cheat chair about the Grammys. What's up over your... Highlights, low lights. Bad Bunny, yo. Bad Bunny stole the show almost if he would have won the album of the year. But I don't know. Last night was the like the best Grammy Awards I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it was a. I thought it was a really good show. Opening it up so Latino, you know what I'm saying? BB, Bad Bunny, all the way. Did you see the reactions? Like, guys, are you are you obsessed like me with other people's reactions? I'm like the cameraman. You know, the cameraman of the show is like pan to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Let's see what she's doing. You know, like pan to JLo. Let's see what she's eating. You know, like I feel like I'm the cameraman. Like I stare at the reactions. The white people in the audience were like. Oh, it's going to start this way. It's going to start with the Latino cha-cha. Okay. You know, but then like, did you see the Latinos on their feet? Yeah. I was like, I was looking at all the rhythm of the dancing, like up and down the aisles. And I'm like, oh, you definitely got Latino in your blood. Look at them hips, boy. What? You know what I'm saying? And then like, it was just exciting to see people's reactions to that. Um, I thought the Bad Bunny thing was fantastic. So you said you were shocked that he didn't take album of the year? Yes, come on. I mean, he was, I mean, he took, I mean, to me, he was like the star of the, I mean, there was so much going on. It was the Hip Hop 50 Awards, Jay-Z, Beyonce, the old timers were there, Willie Nelson, Bonnie Ray, Madonna. Bonnie Ray, winner. Come right? on, it got, it was uh, Miss Elliot, like, I could keep on going, DJ Khaled, L. Cool J, I wait, mean. Wait, 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 just to keep it organized, because I feel like we need to devote a few minutes to the hip hop thing on its own, right? Mm-hmm. Can we just save that? Like, okay. So, what were some of the highlights to answer Millie's question? So, yeah, Bad Bunny opening up, uh, all the pan twos, J Lo and Ben Affleck. I just love. What's up with Ben, yo? He look, he look, he look fucked well, up. Sorry, saying, he looks. Some people were saying that he was translating. <laughs> Have you heard Ben's Spanish? It's actually it's really, really, really good, and he has like a, actually a very strong Mexican accent because of his time in Mexico. So, a lot of people are saying that he was translating Bad Bunny's speech. And and also Bad Bunny's music to J Lo because she has been criticized about her Spanish too. Oh um, damn! Really? That bad? Yeah. Her, her Spanish? Yeah. Oh snap! I didn't know um, that. It's interesting that you say album of the year. You know the Grammys. The Grammys has a lot of criticism about really rewarding white people over other people, especially with album of the year. Beyonce has lost album of the year to Taylor Swift, to Adele, to Beck. <laughs> and now to Harry Ooh. Styles. Back. So I know that, you know, in terms of Un Verano City, like any any uh, top 20 or top 10, top 20 albums of 2022 all included Un Verano City as the, as the number one. So that was the album to watch. But then Renaissance was also an, an incredible album. And it's interesting oh, that, 
you know, Harry Styles beat both of them. What do you, what do y'all feel about that? I was just as shocked as everybody else. I really thought B was going to take the crown. You know what I'm saying? It was her night, guys. I hmm. mean, I just feel like, look, she did break records. She's right. The artist with the most Grammy wins. We're witnessing, like, uh, the artist of a lifetime. Yeah. We're living this era. Uh, I think it was said in one of the speeches last night by Homegirl from the Bronx that took new artist of the year, right? Like, we're witnessing Beyonce's greatness. It's kind of incredible and inspirational. Hold on. Was um, she late? She was late, right? She was late yeah, to the show. Traffic. LA sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so she missed the acceptance of her first win because of LA traffic. Was it that, guys? Are you like, I know Frank has a conspiracy Thank you. Thank you. You know me. I was going to say it in the chat. I mean, you know, she did it just to build up to, to build up that suspense. I, I think they're always coming up with something genius to kind of build suspense, you know? What's the suspense she won? What were, what she were, won, but people were waiting for her. There was something to talk about. She's late, you know. People wanted to see her, the you know, her dress, everything. People just want to see that. It builds more excitement, you know. Does it if you're late? It, I think I don't know. Uh, you know, I I know you like the conspiracy theories, Frank. And I'm gonna oh, yeah. I'm gonna bring them all down, and because a lot of conspiracy <laughs> theories, I don't know. Some of them I'll give. Some of them I won't. Uh, Harry Styles also in his acceptance speech brought up. This doesn't happen to people like me. What do you think he's talking about when he says this doesn't happen to people like me? Does he mean straight okay. white guys from England? <laughs> yeah, could be that. Uh, or, you know, guys that wear mirrored one piece type outfits uh, <laughs> at the Grammys, guys like that. I don't really know what he meant by that. True talk. Like, uh, it was a little, I, I expected more of his speech. Like I did of that Grammy category. Yeah. <laughs> I think he I think he meant like he's an alien or something. People like me. That's what I think. He was, you know, he's, oh, so he's, he's extraterrestrial. Right. He's not one of us. Right, okay. exactly. I thought it meant or was um, it? you know, people who are homeworkers. Oh my goodness. Damn. Like he ain't deserving. Oh no. Yeah, Dang, well he son. yeah, he he broke up Olivia Wilde's home. Uh, oh shit. Okay. Frank, you don't know any other gossip. I'm like very surprised. No, I know a lot of gossip. It's like Uptown, you know, Dominican yeah, gossip, Dominican you know. Gossip. Like, okay, well. That's true, yeah, you know. I'll bring it up. I'll, I, I got to love the gossip, so. Um, I love and it, And then too. he dumped her. Yeah, she left her family for, uh, for Harry Styles, and then he dumped her. Damn, I like this guy. Okay. He has a lot oh, of Dominican right. in him. Uh-uh. Yeah, it sounds very Dominican. No, I feel like Dominican will keep everyone going forever. Uh, even their second family. Um, speak, yo. Oh, my bad. Not related, but just to touch on Beyonce, one more thing. Okay, so tickets, Renaissance, on sale, day after the Grammys. Oh, what man. How much? How much? There? How much? Oh, I mean, if you're not on the Beehive pre-registered yeah. list for the fan thing, or if you're not a Verizon somebody or, like, one of the other pre-sale things, good night. Unless you're going to pay $10 million, yeah. your liver and firstborn, $10,000 liver plus firstborn on StubHub or whatever yeah. it's called, the resale. Yeah. Wow. Millie, right? But, like, what do we think of the closeness of that and the launch of the that's tour? That's usually, you know? like, that's pretty normal, honestly. Like, yeah. uh, it, it, this actually took so long. We haven't had a visual. Apparently, they scrapped 
she's like such a perfectionist. She scrapped all the music videos, and they're starting from scratch. So yeah, I'm like pretty mm. like it's it's pretty normal to have like the day after something promote like just like Taylor Swift with the VMAs last year. Um, day after the VMAs, she she promoted her new album. Um, so yeah, for me personally, I've seen Beyonce live three times. It's a and then for this to be like the New York quote unquote New York to be in East Rutherford, New Jersey, like like it is a pain in the ass to get home from freaking East Rutherford, New Jersey. It sucks. Uh, So, you know, I was really looking into should I go to Europe or Toronto to go to this show because of. Damn, you girls that. are my really girl, beehive. My girlfriend and I are talking about it. I was thinking Spain or, you know, just somewhere I really want to go to, like Amsterdam, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because those tickets are open sesame. How smart that the European tickets are open sesame. Maybe she's got some sort of alliance with freaking the national international tourism yeah. boards and shit. Wow. Her shit is going to increase tourism and create jobs at every country that her tour yeah. stops. And why is it that only the European cities are like, they're being sold differently? All right. You know? Shot out to yeah. my homie Jay-Z, all right? You forgot about Jay. Jay is making it happen with her, too. So, what you know, shout doing? out to Jay. What is he doing? I mean, he's her husband, right? So, you know, they're working together. They're a great couple, great tandem. I love them together. Okay, so then moving on. <laughs> Speaking of couples yeah. and husbands and cheaters, we have... <laughs> we're, we're celebrating today on Latinos Out Loud. We're celebrating love. <laughs> we're celebrating partnership. We're celebrating finding your equal... We're celebrating finding someone that you respect and you love and you'll be loyal to because mm-hmm. people, Mark Anthony got married. All right. He, wow. Oh, good. Wow. Again? Again. Right? Fourth Again. Time. Oh, yeah, my wows are so fake because. This is like the fifth like, time, I think, right? Fifth, fourth or fifth time. Good for him. Wow. On January, on January 28, 2023, Nadia, Nadia Fiera and Mark Anthony finally said our dues. 53-year-old nice. Mark Anthony and 23-year-old Nadia met back in 2016 when she was only 16 years old. Ooh. How do we feel about this? Wow. Yo, pero 30 years, I mean, you know, and he's into these, like, Miss Universe, Miss America, beauty pageant, sash girls. Yeah, like, he like hot girl. He like the hot, be- the nice beauty girls. He likes the nice. Where does he go? Like, he sits in the parking lot when the pageant's <laughs> yeah. over. He's like, hey, hola. No hay nadie. Como tu? You know, like, how does, where, are he's going to these parties? Does he only go to pageant parties? Well, I'm also uh, like, have you talked to someone? I'm just like, what do they talk about? Like, for me, a big marker of a relationship for me is having something to talk about or, like, interesting views or perspective or all of that. Um, what does a 53-year-old talk to a 23-year-old pageant girl about? I don't think they talk, Millie. They, uh, they, they oh. deal with things in the bedroom. They don't really talk. They just, you know, it's energy. Okay, so you don't Mark, talk. Mark doesn't. You don't talk nah, at no all. No, no talking. <laughs> like, nah, nah, nah. At that age, there's no talking at all. At fifty. Really no, at fifty-three. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna burn out. Maybe you know the way he looks. Maybe he's gonna burn out another eight years. But you know, he's gonna have fun while you know while he still has some energy in him. You don't think they're talking about world issues or like the continent? Why world? Trip? She's twenty-three. She don't know even how to wipe her ass. Like, come on, like. She's got 
gotta know some of the world issues to be in the pageant, so they gotta be talking about something. Maybe it's just like one concentration, like every conversation. Okay. I don't know. Now, ladies, this is what we call, Dominicans call tirando maí. Tirando maí means like the young girls, le tiran maí when they're young, you know? So the, the young girls, when they get older, papa, they fatten up and then fuapete. Okay, so, so Frank, actually, what you're describing is called grooming. And it's oh, not really shit. A, it's not, it's again, we can, it's a word for it. Yeah, grooming. Oh my god, yes, it is a word. It that is, and 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 many people, Frank, I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, consider that abuse because you're formulating Damn. people, uh, before they're old enough. 23, your your brain is not even fully developed until 25. That's true, you're right, you're right, you're right. But I know, again, I'm familiar with the you know beautiful some may say toxic male culture in dominican <laughs> republic so okay i got a question for you what's a what's a good age difference between a man and a woman you think both of you um wow millie i don't know how to answer that because i think it really there's so many factors maturity mm-hmm. 15 years well. rachel 10 years rachel give me a number well let me finish yeah, let, yeah, you're gonna have what? to let a woman finish a thought frank do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, um, yeah, like it, there's variables, there's factors. It could be, uh, it's not just age. It's it's how well they sing salsa for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about this, like Mark, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> if he was a wax salsa singer, you think any 23-year-old would be like hollering? You know? I'm just saying, his voice is an angel. His voice is a voice of this heaven. Is, Have yo, you seen him perform live? L.O.P. Latinos are problematic. <laughs> um, um, no, well, what I, to answer your question, Frank, because I think that is a good question. I think it's all about, um, right? So you you tell me, right? So 15 years, if somebody's 30 and someone's 45, you know, or whatever. Yeah, 45. There's a difference, but it doesn't seem like a big difference. I think that the, the thing about age gap is a power imbalance. And when there's a power imbalance, then that's when things can e- more easily get into unhealthy territory. So Wow, that's a good point. I like that. So yeah, I like um, if a 40-year-old dating a 55-year-old or even somebody who's 60, the, the power imbalance isn't going to be that now if you're dating a 25 year old and you're 40 but he makes more money and he whatever like that's a still a power imbalance and um Hmm. yeah so and then that's the thing about grooming is that when someone grooms somebody you're like again poniendo maíz like putting kids in the head (laughs) scooping them out all that stuff you're creating this um unrealistic or you know this unhealthy power imbalance Wow. Well, that was deep. Yeah, oh my God, Rachel's Ra- Rachel's still. No, because you know there's yeah there's factors, and I am not opposed to a big age gap. I mean, my parents they have six years, um, you know, and I know a few couples with ten, and it works, yeah. you know, but. There's also that maturity. Yeah. We know that boys mature slower than girls, right? Like, right. You know, so that is also uh, a factor. No offense. Um, 
But yeah, we're going to move on, guys. I got to speak to someone so interesting. He's killing it in Hollywood right now. This guy, his name is Josh Banday. So he's doing everything. He's got VO work in a TV series called The Slumberkins. He's coming out on Amazon Prime in this sci-fi show called Upload. And he's in a show right now starring opposite Gina Rodriguez called Not Dead Yet. So very exciting conversation. And guys, guess what? Millie, you're going to appreciate this. He is out of L.A., but like a sketch comedy guy. A sketch comedy guy like us, guys. You know, doing work with Groundlings out in L.A., Second City. So really fascinating Latino L.A. actor. Please, let's get into this interview with Josh Banday. All right. All right, you guys. This is the part of the show here on Latinos Out Loud where I get to interview someone amazing. I'm always amazed because Latinos are making such strides in this country and now we're so vocal about them, which is exciting. We're going on podcasts, we're going on shows, we're talking about the successes. I am so honored to be interviewing this talent And you will see him in a new show with Gina Rodriguez called Not Dead Yet. And it's so exciting to have Joshua Bandai on Latinos Out Loud, people. People, please clap your hands. Stop your your cars. Stop your vacuum cleaners. Whatever you're doing right now while you're listening to this podcast. Put the Brillo pad down if you're washing dishes. Josh, hello. How are you? Hello. That was the best, I think, hands down has been the best intro I've gotten from any podcast I've ever done. I take pride in these intros, boo. I take pride. It's like... You really should. I love it because it sets the tone of what we do here at LOL. We don't just LOL. Yes. Let me just preface by saying we are so happy to have you here because this is Latinos Out Loud. This is where Latinos come on the show, tell their stories out loud, because now it's all about living out loud, living as a Latino out loud. It's not just a brand. It's not just a podcast. You are living your life out loud. You're telling stories and some really interesting stories through your characters, might I add, embracing topics and issues that I would say used to be considered, because I think we're like making good headway, taboo. You know oh, what I'm yes. saying? Rep- oh, representing yes. a certain type of character. So let's just get right into it. Yes. I'm, let's I'm do so it. happy for you. The show is so funny, you guys. <laughs> You're working opposite Gina Rodriguez, who another Latina badass, you know what I'm saying? Doing it. Mm-hmm. Yo, oh, yeah. this show has everything. Uh, I feel like a Broadway testimonial. This show has everything. <laughs> this show is incredible. It's, it's got journalism, <laughs> dead people, friendships, dogs, not so lovely roommate stuff, karaoke in the pilot. It's got it all. Please go see the show. I, I, I teased the show a little bit, but please tell us about your character on this amazing show. I love you. It's uh, it's it's an amazing show. Yeah, I play Dennis. I'm uh, I play uh, Gina Rodriguez's uh, friend and new boss. Um, so basically, the story goes: she uh, is a self-professed forty-year-old something fuck up, and uh, her whole life explodes in front of her at one point, and she's forced to start over. And so she starts uh, at a local newspaper, and um, her friends uh, who came in with her at the beginning from Jump are now her bosses. 
and they put her in the humble obituaries and she's forced to uh to write these things about dead people and she finds she can see the people that she's writing about ah. which is pretty dope yeah so there's that element of the paranormal in all of this which i gotta <laughs> say is so latino okay <laughs> oh my god oh my god and like honestly do we I think we all believe and for those people out there listening to this show that be like nah I don't believe in that shit yeah right cause mm-hmm. you know your grandmother yeah, right. did and she told you about some mm-hmm. shit that went down in like DR or PR and, or in Cuba or whatever mm-hmm. and you was like oh right. shit yeah maybe there is some paranormal mm-hmm. activity out there that's legit right yo the, <laughs> the other layer of your character if I may is that you're playing a character in the LGBTQ community and that's important for so many reasons but I want to know why that's important to Josh oh man <laughs> that's a great question um yeah it's it's important to me on a, on a number of different levels like like at the base of it is is it's it's important to me to be like representing a community that I feel like we don't see their stories very often, or we haven't seen them at least, you know, uh, Dennis is a, is a bisexual man who is, uh, married to a guy. And, um, that particular story is something I haven't seen. Usually we get like, I mean, not to like throw shade, but like anytime I've seen a bisexual before, it's usually like, you know, some hot girl on like the CW and she's just like, Oh my God, like, I think I'm bisexual. And then she, like waves to both sexes, kisses them both, and then leaves. It's like, there's no story, right? Like, it's just an excuse. Um, but uh, this is like, this is actually telling uh, what it's like to live as a person uh, who is bi. And um, we were super careful about it too, because I didn't want it to be that. Like, I didn't want it to be like, we're checking a box. Like, I wanted to tell a real authentic story. Um, and the writers, you know, Unlike any other show, they brought me in at the beginning and were just like, tell us about your life. And so I told them and I was like, all right, um, you know, we'll see what happens. And then suddenly the stories that came out of it were so true to who I was and to my experience. I was like, are y'all like reading my diary? Like, what's going on? Like, this, who let you in the house? Are y'all the paranormals here? Because how do you know? You're y'all some kind of psychic or something? I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Reading the tea leaves, uh-huh, exactly. The cafe, <laughs> the like, taza de cafe, the little stains right. mm-hmm. that it leaves around. It's, I see you. You took my coffee right. cup while I was on set for a reason. Now mm-hmm. I understand. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> Let me know first. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but although I should have known from all the beads around your wrist and your neck. I see, yeah. You was clinking when you came in. I heard it. I they heard jingling, it. They jingling, baby. Go ahead, baby. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, baby. We know when the, the bracelets are jingling, especially they got the That's ones right. on the ankles too. Oh, There's some right? spirituality in the mix. Shout out to everybody yes. who is spiritual. I am. I don't know about you, John. I am too. Okay. Shout out to the curanderas that we all have in our families. Abs- They're holding it down. Yes. Holding it down for us. Yo, that's so true. Thank you, medicine men and medicine women in our family. Um, that's right. From the tribe days, you know, they've handed down these concoctions. Hey, that's I think right. one of them got me pregnant, boo boo. I really think. Hey, what? Botella de embarazo what? from DR. Help get me pregnant. Oh, my God. Yo, te lo juro por mi madre que. Yes. I tried everything. IVF, IUI, III, yeah. Iconio. I tried everything. <laughs> and then <laughs> they sent me Botella de Embarazo from Santo Domingo, yeah. which is some concoction of liquid and what looked like cow testicles floating around. And Don't even think about it. Close your nose, <laughs> right? take a That's shot, right. and follow That's it by right. Remolacha, and you're going to get your baby. <laughs> and Josh, I did. A month later, I got pregnant. Wow. Te lo juro. 
Get out. No, pero, pero, wow. pero, I got no excuse. I got nothing else to say. I think there was also a higher being involved and some semen mm. and some semen. You know what I mean? <laughs> and an egg. There was. Well, you got to have both. You got to have all both. of that stuff happened. And I don't know. Right. Let's get back to this because <laughs> we could talk. We could go off on this. This is a whole subject matter that is so real. Kind yes. kind of like this show. I want to tie it back to the show mm. because it's relatable AF. It is relatable. Oh, thank you. Even though there's paranormal activity happening, she sees dead people. It is the roommate stuff, the relationship mm. stuff. She's 37. Her boss is her boy, her friend, her compai. That's right. I work yeah. with my friends. I work with all my oh, comedian see? friends. We produce okay, together. We write together. Like, it's just so <laughs> relatable. Um, there's advice from homegirl, her best friend. Like, you know, this mm -hmm. is the stuff that we surround ourselves by as Latinos in real life. And I'm so proud to see this on a major network in a show that's about to get major attention. Now, yeah, uh, I mean, if is there anything else? Because I want to move on to upload. You're you're in this like sci-fi <laughs> paranormal ghost. I see dead people world as a Latino. I only work with dead people. Yeah. I guess I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. Were you like a mortician in a past life or something? Apparently so. Like I had something coming in from before. I don't know. But like every project I get is like somebody's got to be dead or else I'm not doing it. I don't know what happened. I'm just saying though, that's very Latino too. We're very about Dia de los Muertos. And like, this is you know true. what I'm saying? All true. of that. Mm -hmm. But is there anything else that you could tell us about your experience working on this show? Uh, and like maybe some inspiration, perhaps, that you've drawn from the character and how that translates in real life? G give us. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, like it was uh, I, I can tell you I can tell you what it's like um, working with Gina Rodriguez. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, so first day. Right. I, I was gonna meet her and i'm like it was it a it was at a read everybody sits down and reads the script and it's kind of boring and whatever and you know gina and said what's up and it was like a zoom meeting but then the first time we met in person i was like super nervous because she's a big deal yeah. and like you're gonna be spending the next however many months filming the show with this person like what's gonna be like what's the intro you know i didn't i couldn't really get a vibe from her in the zoom and First time I saw her, I had this plan. Like, I'm going to go up and shake her hand, be a very professional actor. be like, Gina, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's such an honor to be working with you. I follow your work. And you know, like, when it's been a really long time since you saw your cousins, and it's like the ones you used to get into some shit with, and you make this sound like, ah. Yes! <laughs> that was, it was that sound and we were just like ah and then we both just started dancing for some reason Aww. that was the first that was the first meeting with gina rodriguez Aww. and it has continued that way ever since and like uh we we shot the pilot and it's like we were ruining takes because we were like dying and like just getting into it with each other like don't tell people they hired two latinos to head this yeah. show don't tell, don't tell <laughs> you know <laughs> like <laughs> don't mention anything it was beautiful and like I think that's one of the strongest parts of the show is just the relationships that, that the cast has with each other. We keep hearing it from people that watch it. Like we can see it in the work, yeah. like how you guys relate to each other, how much you love each other. And like to have a show that's built off of that is, is something that I think we should strive for in the industry. 
this is an amazing like sancocho, like how you all come together mm. and what you just said. All of those ingredients are the receta for a successful show. Um, the relatability, mm. the chemistry of the cast. I agree with those comments. I saw the pilot. I watched the trailer. It was just like you guys are a, commu- a friend, like a family, um, a friend family. Yeah. And... <laughs> You, with your background, Second City, Groundlings, I can't imagine what life is like on set with Josh Bandai. (laughs) I mean, you seem like a very, like, you know, you have the utmost professionalism, but you're so (laughs) funny. I mean, there must have been, was there a ton of improv? Were there jokes and mannerisms and things added that were not in the script? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it it changed between, like, directors and certain episodes. You know, they had to be really tight sometimes. But the moments that come, I think after the first, like, two or three episodes, we all got used to each other. And so a director would come in and be like, you know, we don't really know how to end this scene. or We don't really know what the joke is here. We're just trying to figure it out, you know. It got to the point where we'd be like, just just chill. We got it. (laughs) And, you know, and then you just, like... They hit action, and then you just let the character just run with something. I mean, there's there's an episode that has to do with uh, sports. That's all I can really say about it. And uh, Dennis is relating to to sports and athletics for some reason. And when you watch an episode, you need to know that is 100% me. Like, that is all my story. And it was one of those times they were just like, let's just let the camera run and see what happens. And, man, it was so fun. It was crazy. But I can't, I can't tell you too much about it. I got to let you watch it, see, see what you think. Okay, I love a good mystery, and I'm definitely going to catch the <laughs> other episodes of the show. I want to just comment on that real quick because that showcases a real trust, right, between mm-hmm. a director and a very talented cast on their hands, and that's really pleasant to hear. That must make work a little bit easier when you just go off of your instinctual comedic talents for a major TV show. That's incredible <laughs> trust. Oh my goodness. That sounds That's true. It's just, you know, I, that's my point of view and it's really nice to hear. Okay. Thank can you. we segue? Cuz I feel like I could talk to you for another 2 hours straight, but for the <laughs> sake of a good listener experience and not you know, just us talking about everything under the sun, I would love <laughs> to segue actually closer to the sun, uh maybe cuz it's sci-fi. Yeah. Let's talk about upload upload the sci-fi comedy series explain that because this is from (laughs) greg daniels who we know from the office parks and rec this is one of those futuristic type shows there's holograms there's 3d food printers uh (laughs) like i love giving testimonials you know what i'm saying but um (laughs) from your pov tell us about upload yeah, Upload is uh, a a sci-fi, it's part sci-fi, it's part romance, it's part mystery, centered around the question of what if when you died, you could upload to a virtual heaven? And then what if that heaven was run by like, uh, by like Target? You know, like what would that look like? And like the in-store purchases in this heaven app, what would they be? Are you going to get bigger guns? Like, are you going to have like wings or some shit? Like what's going to, what are you going to be? And so we're following the story of um, a newly uploaded guy who, uh, who goes to a virtual world and then falls in love with somebody in tech support. So somebody in the real world, um, all while trying to solve the mystery of his own murder. 
Wow. It's pretty dope. It's crazy, man. It's, it's pretty dope. You explained it really well because <laughs> I think you. a lot of us get a little intimidated, if you will, by like, you know, oh, you got to be smart to watch this show and shit like that. <laughs> like you got to have gotten no. like, I don't know, 1300 on your SATs and above <laughs> to watch this. So I don't fall in that category, although I came close. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't such a terrible. Uh-huh. Wasn't I'm not, not going to brag about it. I took it a second time mm. and got a lower score. It's not about the oh, SATs. Wow. Could you believe okay. that? And that was. What are we talking? Like 16s? What are we like? 1400, 1200? Oh, no, we got to go lower. If we're going to play the price. Oh, is right oh, on this right now. Okay, no, we gotta go right, low. All right, but all right. it still got me into a few good schools. And I just gotta there say, go. I took a prep course and I got a lower score the second time around. I can't, ex- I can't explain it. I'm just, just not a good taking your money. Mm-mm. Not a good tester. This isn't about no. the SATs, although it is about some <laughs> smart stuff. So let's get back to upload. Um, sure. So what was it like working on sort of a non-traditional, atypical TV show? Because like you know, you've got. Um, not dead yet this is this doesn't take place in the future you know where this takes place you, you're mm-hmm. familiar yeah. with the 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 you know the era what's it right. like or how do you change your mindset as an actor how do you go into this how do you arrive on set and become this character yeah it is it's 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 a good question because they actually shot at the same time uh this last season so it would be like i would go up and i do a couple episodes of not dead yet they would take a break and that during that week i'd fly up to vancouver and i would shoot upload like three episodes like boom 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 just get all my stuff done fly back not dead yet fly back up it was just like it was a mistake that was a mistake Ah. on my part i'm willing to admit that okay this is the forum (laughs) you could confess anything you want here on latinos out loud Mm -hmm. don't worry nobody's listening just kidding thank you so much for hearing me My mom. Yeah. Right. right. It's just, but it's just <laughs> you and I here right now. So it's okay. Yeah, for real. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but like the, the cool thing about it was, is it was, it was an exercise in um, getting to access a character and then put that character down so you can jump into somebody else. Right. I think we're seeing a lot of actors like the, the guy who just played Elvis or Jim Carrey or these people that like get into these characters and then they, they, you spend you know, 16 of the 24 hours of your day being somebody else. And then they're surprised that at the end of the day, they can't put that character down. Oof. You know, the dude who played Elvis was from Australia and he's speaking with like a Southern accent now because he can't put that dude down. But because I had to jump between these two, these two men and they are so incredibly different and the worlds are so incredibly different. It, it gave me the ability to really, you know, house and compartmentalize those characters and then access them when I need them and then put them back in the box and put them away for a little bit. Wow. That is a feat. That is not easy to do. You know, I hope you give yourself a lot of credit for being able to do that and organize your life, you know? Thank you. Uh, More power to you. Wow. We're talking about your projects, but Josh, I love this show because I love to get to know people. And I think the Eloeleros, Latinos Out Loud listeners, our hive, also wants to get a little bit uh, more info on Josh. So backstage, if you will, behind the Zoom curtain, we were talking a little. You're also a father. You're a dad. (laughs) You You have things to do outside of these amazing shows. Tell us a little bit about where your family is from and life as a dad and actor. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I am. I, I I'm married with two kids. 
Um, I have my wife, Katie, and I have two daughters. One of them is nine. The other one is turning two tomorrow, Aww, which is happy wild. Happy birthday to her. <laughs> yeah, Aww, she's, girl dad. She has no idea what's going on. Aww. Yeah, I'm a girl dad. I'm a girl dad. It's crazy. I love it's it. It's totally wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, it's great because... You know, you'll go to set and people are like asking you, you know, what kind of sparkling water you want. And you're like, I don't know. And then you get home and they're like, one of the kids dropped her diaper and just went all over the kitchen floor. And you got to get between the grooves <laughs> to make sure that all of that gets clean because we're, we're baking bread tomorrow. All right. So you need to. Yo, it gets <laughs> in my really fingernails, boo boo. Sometimes it gets in my fingernails See, and I'm just like, why right. am I still smelling this three days later? <laughs> You got to get one of those scrub brushes and really, that's you know right. what I'm saying? Maybe get even that get manicure. some alcohol mm-hmm. in the mix, some like 409, right. some fantastic right. and mistoline. Get some fabuloso. Fabuloso. Whatever you need. <laughs> Whatever you need. <laughs> this is hilarious. I have a seven and a four year old. So I kind and I have two oh, boys. Wow. Oh. So I kind of know. Bless you. Bless you too. We are right. all in it. We are in this together. Yes. Okay, like I said, <laughs> we're gonna make it through. My little guy is home with me today. He had a fever this morning, so I made sure Aww. to get a new master lock because he was able to figure out the code on the last one that I put on his cage. <laughs> so this time, got a new master lock. He he probably won't come out, although he's very smart. He'll probably figure out how to how to do that. Um, that's all mm-hmm. a lie. This is all fake. If anybody wants to call yeah, Child Protective Services out there, please don't. <laughs> no. So just jokes. You're a dad. You got all this going on. What are yeah. okay? So I always love asking actors this question. Uh, mm. What you do for a living is what the whole rest of the world does for fun. So they're consuming you for their escape. What does Josh do to escape? Oh, that's a great question. I've never actually been asked that before. Thank you. I love when I hear that. I really do. Because yeah. <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. And we could talk about yeah. your projects and your technique all day. But we, we covered a lot of that. And now I want to get yeah. to know Josh. I want to know. You're like, what's the real shit? What's like, the real let's shit? Get into the real world. Hey, yo, there are Joshes out there. You know what I'm saying? That are still in That's school, true. studying acting or improv or comedy or trying to get into UCB or Second City or Groundling. Mm. So when you answer, like a lot of this is inspiration for those people. Oh, that's as much as I want to know the bochinche and shit. No, that's right. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I also know for a fact that what we're discussing here is inspiring mm. a body or multiple bodies. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I love about podcasting and what oh, we do. I love here. It. So anyway, I, love I don't want to get in the way of your answer. But what do you do? No, that's what do you do to escape? Like, what are your escapism routes? Oh, man. Um, so for me, like. There's two things I do. One of the things is I usually get obsessed <clears throat> with uh, with some kind of cooking. It's how I'm working through being so many different cultures, honestly. Like, I know that's throw the hair back, like, so many different cultures. But, like, well, talk about it. True. Tell us where you're from. Tell us all of that. Well, I got, like, so on my dad's side, I have uh, Mexican and Filipino. Um I know, right? And it, there's a beautiful story there. They both met in the like the factories in LA, and there was they used to like not be able to be together, and they found each other. It's beautiful. And on my mom's side, I have uh, <laughs> I have black and Jamaican Jewish. What? Like, oh my! I wish God. I was making it up, but Yo! that's the truth. Yes, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Lot of mercy, Mazel Tov. 
I'm like a lot of mercy, right? <laughs> yo, we talk a lot. Oh, I'm from you know Brooklyn. I went to school in Flatbush, and so mm. I have a lot of Jamaican friends. And like, I have an obsession oh, see, with reggae. Go. And my dad is Jewish, by the way. So what Girl, you're, get out. yeah, I'm Jewish and Dominican or Jewminican. I like to tell people. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my dad is a big Jew from Brooklyn, Shalom, wow. and my mom is like a big Dominican from the Dominican Republic. And I don't mean big like physical big, but like you know yeah, what I'm saying no, they represent. Like, yes. And wow. So I feel you on being this smorgasbord. You know what I'm saying? That's right. We yeah, are a sancocho. Yeah. We are the melting are. pot. Come through and melt yeah. with me. You know what I'm saying? That's right, girl. I love. I that. love that too about you. <laughs> what? Okay, so escaping. What are you? So cooking. Yeah. So cooking. So I, I'm. Because, like, you know, there's not a lot of history for me to look through, you know, both the, everybody in my family kind of assimilated. So I found this way of accessing those cultures through food. And so I'll be right it's, with it's you, finding Benji. the recipes for things like, you know, lumpia and um, looking up like the old black recipes, find out how to make oxtail in like yes. 16 different ways. You know what I mean? Like it's getting into the nitty gritty. Mm. And then through food, you can learn history. Like why people, you know, people in lower class were given the the worst cuts of meat and so they had to make it taste really good and so they had to have this blend of spices that were accessible to them and you know telling the story of bread that's that's one of the things i just i love to do is to find out my own history through through cooking i love um, that. i because <laughs> i you. recently learned something about Dominican mm. history, why am I sounding like sometimes the, Spa the Spanglish? It just comes in, woo! right? <laughs> Removing Spanish in. from vernacular. Okay, let's <laughs> right. talk English for a sec, uh, if I can. Just for a minute. Um, just for a sec. I learned a little his Dominican history through cooking mm. mangu. Are you familiar with mangu? I'm not. What is mangu this? Mangu is like boiled and, and then mashed plantains served for <sighs> breakfast. Okay. Yeah. It's very yeah, Dominican yeah. and it's spelled M A N G U con acento on the U. Yeah. Mangu. Yeah. So mm. rumor has it, I heard that back, mm -hmm. back, back in the day, pre, like yeah. this was probably around, I don't even know the time frame, but it was when U.S. troops were occupying the Dominican Republic as well as mm. European troops. So it was some war. Sorry, I don't know exactly which one. But <laughs> all right, one of them. there were foreigners in the land and like local Dominicans would cook for the troops that are helping them and protecting their cities, you know. And so there was like this American who was eating the mangu or before it was called mm. mangu was eating this broiled plantain. It was like, man, this is good. Hey, <laughs> man, this is good stuff. Man is good. And the Dominican was like, mangu? Money's good? Oh, my. Mangu. No. Mango. Oh my god. <laughs> I just played out the sketch of like what had happened but That was beautiful. That's what I heard. Is it true is wow. is it an old wives tale or like some I don't know but mango does kind of wow. sound like man it's good, you know? It does. Dang. <laughs> I love that. See that I love that so much. Right? I mean like we need to make that sketch happen. Yo. So, for right? real? I'm, this is a new drunk history, I think. Woo! Latino right? drunk history. Oh my god. Oh my god, Josh. Hundred percent. Hundred thousand. I'm gonna be hitting you up this. for this. Hold on. Yes, please. Okay. Yes, please. We gotta take this off air, <laughs> and actually, we've gotta yeah. wrap this interview. You, uh, oh. we've been talking for a while. Okay, I would love to put a pretty little bow on this interview by asking sure. you 
if you could share some words of advice. Remember, I was talking about like the future Joshes that are listening right now. After navigating what you have as a dad, actor, comedian, everything else you do, write everything in showbiz. What are some words of advice on maneuvering, on navigating this career that you can offer to those future Joshes listening to Latinos Out Loud? Mm. I mean, I think for me, there have been like a couple of like guiding lights that kind of got me to this place. Um, one of them is is something that's echoed by the show, actually, and that's that at times in your life, your life can explode and it'll be completely in shambles in front of yourself and you have no idea what to do. And the best thing you can do in those moments is just take the next step and just keep going and that you're going to be okay and you're going to make it through. You just got to keep walking. And I feel like Not Dead Yet does that particularly well. Um, and the bonus point to that is if those steps follow your love, follow your passion, follow the thing that's calling the creative person inside you to act. If that's storytelling, if that's folding laundry, if that's hanging out with your kids and just teaching them how to be good people, sometimes the next step is all you have. And you'll look back and realize those next steps will guide you to a place that is ultimately where you need, want, and are supposed to be. I'm taking a pause because, my goodness, that was eloquently said and just so beautiful. <laughs> I was just making it up, girl. I don't know. I don't know how you did that off the cuff. Um, well, I do know how you did it because you're very talented and you're brilliant. Oh, you're so sweet. That Thank was you. really, really touching and amazing. I do mean it. I do mean it, though. It's true. It's, that's something that's really guided me. Take the next a lot, step. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Guys, did you hear that? Eloeleros, just take the next step. That's so deep. Guys, you can catch Josh on this new ABC comedy. We've mentioned it several times. Not dead yet on ABC, people, on February 8th. Congrats. You can also see him on Upload. We don't have an exact air date, right? But that's on I Amazon yet. Prime, baby. So get your subscriptions Woo. up. Talk to your ex-man. Get his password real quick before he's out of the picture. <laughs> and, that's right. <laughs> and, yo, shout out to Josh. Josh, where can people follow you? Are, are you on social? Would you like them to follow follow you sure uh, i am uh, at josh banday on uh, instagram and then i'm also josh banday on tiktok and uh, for all my parents out there please also check out slumberkins on apple tv it's a beautiful kid show i, I just want to pass that on to all the parents out there it's such a great show love that are you a part yeah. of that show or is that like parent advice? i am Ooh, let's yeah, go talk about it real Big quick dad. Oh my it's so beautiful amazing. amazing yeah i just picked it up yeah yeah it's so cute it's just about uh, it's, it's with the Jim Henson puppets and it's all this great music that you'll be singing around your house without, you know, next thing you know. And it's just about teaching kids emotional intelligence and talking about and accessing their feelings. I love and, it. Yeah. It's really the great. Slumber there's no kids. dead people in it. The slumber kids. No, no dead people. There's no dead people in this one. <laughs> 
good. It sounds age appropriate for my kids. That's great. See, there you go. Amazing. <laughs> Although my youngest is really into the news lately, and he's definitely seeing news of dead people. I'm not sure what's going on there. He's just, Mommy, I want to watch the news. It's weird. He's four. He is planning something. <laughs> just so you know. I just want to make you aware. I'd he rather, is planning. Is he like, uh, I don't know, maybe he's, uh, you know, all the four-year-olds across the country are planning some sort of revolt. They're connecting. I don't know Uh-oh, what's this happening. This is not good. Not good. Okay. Look, now you got me thinking all sci-fi and shit. Now I can't See, get... there we go. I, well, that's what I'm here for. Josh, I'm sorry. I, I was saying your last name wrong. Bandai, not Bandai. That's, you, that's actually the correct way to say it. Oh. So kudos to you. Yeah, well done. Oh. You, it's either way for me. It's it, it's all good. Oh, that's good. I just want to get it right. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah, for coming you. on Latinos Out Loud. Josh, this was incredible. <laughs> You're incredible. Keep it up. Palante, palante, elefante. We're here to support you. Please come back Let's to the go. show. Everybody, one more time for Josh Bandai or Bandai. There are two ways to say it. But two ways to say no matter it, how you like. say it, just keep saying his name. I people. Yes. <laughs> you guys right like amazing 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 josh is killing it it's nice to see mixed latinos out there too you know what i'm Mm. saying the biracials in the building tri-racials in this case hey rachel you know with so many big tours coming up this year beyonce madonna janet jackson i still feel that there's something missing yeah, Millie, like ASMR, con con, live. Or or like group tax filing, live. Or, or feet finder, live, right? I was thinking more like comedy, dope interviews, and surprise guests. Oh, yes, I agree, Millie, of course. That's like, that's Latinos Out Loud live. Come see us. We're going to rock the mic, mi gente. February 23rd in Los Angeles at the Actors Company LA. And on February 26th at the Triad Theater in NYC. Just in time for Dominican Independence, mi gente. Go to wearelatinosoutloud.com slash events for tickets and more information. But Millie, yo, I still want to try some of that ASMR con con. You know what I'm saying? Crackle, crackle. I like the crunch. No? Nah, it's not for you. All right. I got, I had a really nice time talking to him and just hearing about all his projects, working so closely with Gina Rodriguez. Damn, he's like your same DNA, this guy, huh? Yeah, and just like that sketch comedy background. I mean, we, when we got off uh, air, if you will, you know, of course we started talking. And like when sketch comedians talk to sketch comedians, it's scary because the stories just, you know, (laughs) then the voices start and then we start playing with one another. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, it's it's been an hour. Uh, We got, you know, stuff to do. He's a father and he's doing it. Mm. He's a father and he's juggling all this. So it was really inspirational. I hope you all enjoyed that interview the way I did. No doubt. Um, there's something else to enjoy right now, Millie. Millie, are you ready? Are you seated? I'm yeah, seated. you're seated. <laughs> this this is the moment I think a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, it's time for Frank Spiracy News. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. Drop the theme music! Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spiracy News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Hello. How's everyone, How you Millie? Doing? I mean, we've been 
Rachel. this whole episode, but there is the need to reintroduce sometimes. Always, and, uh, always. When again. when there's hot news like there is this week about this balloon, this Chinese balloon, guys, come on. My DMs, the Frank Spiracy DMs are hot. Tan caliente. Tan caliente. Everybody, yo, you've been hitting me up. Everybody's been hitting me up. Listen, guys, I got some good info for you. Millie, I got some good info I'm, about I'm, this. I'm ready, freaking... I'm ready. All right, set it up, set it up, set it up, because not everybody, you know, give them what happened with the balloon and All right. what's going on. Guys, the Chinese, they let this balloon off. I don't know what happened. And it, I mean, it came through Alaska. I heard it went through Canada. And it came into the United States, and it came through Montana. Mm. Oh. All right? And supposedly it kept on going, all right? Man- Montana, I don't know what they're doing in Montana. Maybe they're looking like for Ruby Ridge or like a Waco or something, looking for those dudes. I don't know. They're they spying, you know what I mean? I don't know. Cults? Mm. I don't know. But I don't know. I got a video of it being in New York, too. I sent it to Ramon Pesante. Some dude took a video of a balloon in New York City. But eventually it got shot down by Myrtle Beach. I guess Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, this is getting really crazy. But I don't know why people are bugging out because the Chinese are here already, bro. Like, they do our iPhones. You're on TikTok. They got control of TikTok. Like, you're putting all your information out there. Like, this country is becoming part of China. So, I don't know what the big fuss is about, guys. I don't know. What's your Frank Spiracy? This country's becoming like a communist country. Like, look at the look at the videos. Look at look at all the all the surveillance that we have. China's doing the same thing. We're becoming part of them in a way. It's getting meshed in. It's getting we're getting we're sinking in with mm. them. So you're saying we're en route to becoming China? Yes, of course, definitely, definitely. There's a you know there's a Chi- there, you know the FBI busted a Chinese police station here in New York. It's in the Daily Mail. You guys can look yeah, it up. Yeah, but. Look up where, uh, while you're looking that up, look up all the places the NYPD is internationally. Hmm. There's a lot. Listen. Where they be at, Millie? Where they be at? Well, girl, you don't, I, well. let's talk about NYPD budget uh, before we <laughs> talk about uh, NYPD. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in a lot of places. I'll say that. Really? I didn't know that. We're probably going to have... When I love the Frank Spiracy tangents because this is all feeding into the beast. Well, you know so what? This relevant. is this is maybe becoming part of the you know the big the big governments. Governments get to watch citizens for more. You know, it's a, it's a big mishmash. That's the way I'm seeing it right now. Okay, sorry. So okay. I, I I looked it up, and there are 16 <laughs> international New York NYPD offices. Uh, one in Santo Domingo, London, oh, The Hague, Paris, Madrid. Tel Aviv, Abu Dhabi, Singapore, Sydney, Toronto, Montreal, one in Los Angeles, one in wow. DC. Wow. Wow. So, and I'm going to link you to the New York Times. So, yes, I, I, New York, NYPD. Yo, Millie. Mi- Millie, I like this. Oh, I, okay, yeah. okay. I like this. I like this. You're doing your homework. I do my homework. So, I do my homework. I see that. So, I mean, what is this saying to us? Like, are the big boys, like, in everybody's backyard, so to speak? Is that, is that what's happening? Yeah, so, basically, and this, and this balloon was, what you were right about, is that the balloon is actually a surveillance balloon. And that's why they had to wait for it to be over water to shoot it down, because it was filled with cameras and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Incredible. So, listen, this is probably going to, I mean, eventually, we're going to become, like, a, like, 
like a communist country. Like there's been movies that you know the communists come in. I don't know if you guys ever remember about Red Dawn. You guys were too young. It's with Patrick Swayze. No. I know you love Patrick Swayze, Rachel. I do. Ooh, it's with Patrick I mean, Swayze. It took place in 1984, this movie. It's with Martin Sheen and Patrick Swayze. And the United States gets invaded by the Soviets. And people have to run into the mountains. And they have to fight off the communists. So I see this in a way like, I don't know what's going to A lot of people are getting, you know, they, they're thinking like there's another Cold War type thing. Like... Are we seeing that maybe eventually? And by the way, guys, this balloon also went to Latin America. It's been confirmed. Yeah, there's a separate It was also balloon. in Latin America. There's a separate balloon. Are they looking at Latin America also? And we know the Chinese are in Africa. They're buying up the, 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 the what is it, the lithium for the phones. Mm-hmm. Are they coming into the mineral lithium? fields in Latin America? Do you know that Bill Gates and the Chinese own almost all the farmland in America? I don't think that's this true. Is true. This, is, this is true. This is this is this is facts, guys. This I is. I don't think that's true. With, <laughs> but listen, also, listen. I'm just gonna say this. I'll say this. If America becomes communist, you won't be bankrupt going to a hospital. Oh shit! Mm. Oh, good good healthcare, huh? We'll have good really good healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but I have a question about the balloon, y'all. Like we've seen images of the balloon. Uh, could the Chinese not have made it a little more stealth? Like, I don't know, maybe make it blue <laughs> instead of white so it meshes in with the sky? Uh, I mean, it's a big, big... It looks like one of the Thanksgiving Day Parade balloons. It looks like... Did they not think that anybody was going to see well, it? Or? They are like, it was a weather thing. They said they were trying to monitor weather. Interesting. You know right. what? Rachel, since this shit has come out, like the only song I keep t- t- thinking about and I told you about it is the song 99 Red Balloons Go By. And, you know, Chinese flag is red and oh 99 God. Red Balloons. Like, I just been thinking about this song. Do you think maybe they wrote that song back then thinking about this this episode no, right now? No, there were songs about the war. <laughs> what? Maybe uh, Nena was like Nostradamus with her music. You know, yeah. Everybody arm up, get your arms. Um, Yo. Yeah, it's actually about the cold world cold war. Right. <laughs> it's a process. So maybe we're gonna see a cold war in the future. I don't know. You know? We have the twenty thirty agenda. That's another thing that I gotta talk to you guys about. That's something that's gonna happen in seven years from now. So maybe this whole 2030 agenda thing is about, you know, the big world governments like kind of looking at everybody's citizens and kind of getting, you know, getting it a little tighter. Like you just said, Millie, we got the NYPD and DR. I'm sure they're on the Latin American countries. I don't know what's going to happen, guys. But you know what? Maybe the communism comes in as long as we keep my, our Americanism thing going and, you know, the Latino thingism going, you know. No Latin hate, no no Asian hate here. You know what I'm saying? We all got love for everybody. And with that, guys, this is the Frankspiracy News for this week. Thank you so much, guys. Amazing, Thank you. Frank. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. I am, like, still pondering on these international NYPD stations and how crooked those cops are in Santo Domingo. <laughs> Don't tell me they straight. Don't tell me. They jumped on, hey, uh, anybody, hey, uh, Sergeant O'Hara here, anybody want to go down and be stationed in the DR Republic? Yo, I'm in there. What? Like, the opportunities galore. Yo, pero, ooh, especially with, like, being, you know, what is it, extraditing and mm-hmm. all that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Tampering. Ooh, mm. please, we need to dig into that more, Millie. I sent you the article. Just, like, oh, I sent you the article. It's in the chat. It's from you 20- said you're going to DR. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Let's- I will. What I will 
Report back. Can you please report live from the station? I'm going in April. <laughs> we have got to do some sort of expose and go to the Dominican NYPD station. They're going to be blasting bachata and drinking frambuesa. <laughs> I love Guaranteed they're all going to be there. I love Soda I Roja. Love oh, I shit. love Country Club. Okay, I had to just, because I keep thinking about it now. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, guys, speaking of que lo que with the cops, let's just have a que lo que on LOL. How's that? Yeah, that's Sounds good. Let's do that. All right, guys, it's time for Kelo K. Yeah. I would love to pass the mic to La Reina aquí hoy. Millie Tamaris, you got so much going on, girl. Please give everybody the rundown of where you're going to be at. Yes. Okay. So, obviously, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Millie Tamaris, um, Millie underscore Tamaris. But I have two big shows coming up March 11th. I'm doing ScheMeCon with my friend Chris Burns, a.k.a. Fat Carrie Bradshaw. We are doing a comedy show about <laughs> different fake pyramid schemes. We're talking a fake Herbalife, a fake Amway, all that, Dang. All that stuff. That sounds like a lot of people yeah, I know. Exactly. So uh, bring your friends that don't speak to you anymore at Littlefield in Brooklyn <laughs> at 8 p.m. And then, of course, on May 6th, in Union Hall in Brooklyn, I'm doing my hour class clown. And it's an hour about how I lost class yeah. clown. If you're dying to know, I did recently a podcast with Will Farrell, Bo and Yang, uh, and it's called Clown nice. Parade. So check that out. That All is right. okay, okay with me. Right. Yes, yeah. Lily. So great. Millie was once part of the hilarious yeah. show. Oh. Like, Millie is. I'm so just proud of you. It's so really like lovely to see you just killing it. Same though. with you, Rachel. Same with you. Cause that's the Love beauty of, of, of having a creative community in the city is that you've been able to see your peers really get into their own and grow and learn and try different things. And it's just been amazing to see what you and, and all the room 28 people have done. And it's, it's incredible. Mm. Oh, girl, yeah, thank you so course. much for all that support. Oh, man, we we, we just take a, took a pause for some love, for some <laughs> Latina to Latina yeah, love, course. podcast to podcast love. And now back to the programming. So, guys, February 13th, Galentine's Day. Galentine's. At the Triad Theater, we are celebrating a hilarious love affair. I love these shows. I always talk about the pea power. The pea power is so strong at these shows. It's magical. Okay, on stage, backstage, front of house, back of house, all these women. Yo, I have to shout out all of these amazing comedians that are going to be part of this installation of the hilarious show. Black Rose, Christine the Comedy Cougar, y'all. Yeah. Elizabeth Green, my 74-year-old British uh, playwright, gym buddy. Yup, can't wait to see her <laughs> spiel. She's coming back. Jasmine Ruiz, you guys know Slay with Jazz. Jenny Saldana, who just got off of doing her one-woman show at the Triad. Michelle Adana, right. representing right now. Yup, red carpet correspondent for the Latinos Outlaw podcast will also be doing stand-up queen rose we got a bunch of roses in the house that day the sammy yo show soft dope and sincerity garcia myself i'll be doing a little thing on stage and hosting so please buy your tickets 
hilariouslove.eventbrite.com, hilariouslove.eventbrite.com. I also have to shout out something special that is today, you guys. Wow, wow, I mean, wow. look, truth of the matter is, I don't think anybody in my family listens to this podcast, but I'm going to shout out my brother. It's his birthday. Right. Um, I want to thank my older brother. He's turning 54 wow. today. Wow. And I'm going to thank my brother for something that I don't think I've ever gone on record or on the air or probably to his face thanked him for. Ooh. So when I was little, you know, he's 10 years my senior and shit, and my parents would go out, and on Saturday nights he'd babysit me, mm-hmm. and he would let me stay up mad late, and we would do crazy things like, you know, put on those big headphones and rock out to, like, I don't know, Billy Joel, what were we, like Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. He'd put on the strobe light, and I'd pretend to, like, do crazy dances, <laughs> and it was so much <laughs> It was so much fun. But then he'd be like, all right, you want to watch Saturday Night Live? Mm. And I'd be like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to watch comedy late night. Of course, you're letting me stay up late. And, you know, that was what he wanted to watch. So it was because of him that I got subjected to sketch comedy Mm. like at age five, six, seven. Watching Gumby, but not really knowing what the jokes meant, but like (laughs) laughing at Eddie Murphy and his character and what he's doing on stage. Mr. Rogers, like, you know, all those, Dan Aykroyd, like all these, Gilda Radner, like I remember vividly all these comedic moments that I didn't quite understand word for word, but I understood the cadence and the rhythm and I see my brother laughing and then I would start laughing and I'm up till one o'clock in the morning watching comedy with him. And I don't know, I kind of want to thank him on this podcast for subjecting me to that because I think it played, (laughs) it definitely played a role in the passions that I have today because I loved it so much. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that shit. I don't know how as a seven-year-old, but I then got into the performing Mm. arts, you know, because maybe I guess I wanted to emulate or try to do what I was seeing. So shout out to Eddie. All right. My brother, Eddie Strauss, Eddie Lawrence. I'm going to put his freaking government. Damn, you're putting his government, everything. All right. Edward Lawrence Strauss. (laughs) It doesn't get any more Jewish than that. He was bar mitzvahed. I was not. Um, I don't know what happened with the girls. They were just like, no, no, no. Just, yeah, he'll get bar mitzvahed and then we'll still be Jewish. (laughs) Okay. Those are my shout outs. Uh, Hilarious and my bro's birthday. And I want to shout out Millie for coming on the show. Thank thank you you so much. Thank you, Millie. We got more shout outs. And follow me if you guys want. No big whoop. No big whoop. If you do or you don't, it's fine. Rachel La Loca, R A C H E L, the Jewish way. La Loca, the Dominican way. Rachel La Loca. Uh, Frank, I'm passing the baton to you. I want to just follow up with Rachel, what she just said. Thank you, Millie, for coming on. You always remind me of, how would I say, there's a, there's a special group of guests that came on at the beginning and you're in that group so i always remember you fondly and you know like you're in you're in that you're in that category you know what i mean of those first guests that you know that that real love is in there that you know so you like yes you got yeah you like yes so when rachel told me you were coming on i was so happy so thank you for coming on i appreciate it all right um, my que lo que, guys, is to Curly, uh, another friend of the podcast. He just recently lost his his uh, grandmother, uh, Gladys. Oh, Curly Velasquez. Yeah, man. And I really, like, I, I, you know, for years I've been looking at all his um, Instagram posts, and he always puts her, and he always mm-hmm. talks about his stories with her. And I know how much he loved her, so uh, everybody send Curly mm-hmm. some love. I know he needs it right now. Oh, and, Curly, we are praying for you and your family. Yeah. 
So that's my kelo ke. Everybody just send him some love. And uh, Millie, thank you again. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Yes, yes. Awesome. All right, LOLs, follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Give us a call. No big whoop. 978-LATINOS is the number. Look, if you got a bum plan, don't be hollering at us with them fees, <laughs> asking us to pay 50 cents because your carrier is next hell. Look, just call us, 978-LATINOS. It won't be that expensive. Leave us a message. Talk to us. We got shows also. Don't forget, uh, we have L.A. on February 23rd at the Actors Company L.A., okay? And then we also have got... Uh, February 26th in New York City at the Triad Theater. We're going to do some afternoon celebration of Dominican Independence Day. We're going to give everybody some time to recover from Saturday night and everything you do. And then the show's going to start at 2.30. Doors open at 2.30. Show starts at 3 at the Triad Theater. Oh, guys, I have to shout out Yero.com real quick. All right. Get over to our team at Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. Like everyone else, they were tuned into this year's Grammy Awards. Of course they were. Check out their recap of this year's big wins and omg moments that's oh my god if you don't know what those letters stand for oh. um visit yero.com for the whole story that's double l e r o.com for the whole story all right y'all follow us follow everybody who you've heard drop a handle and hope you have a handle on life and hope that this podcast episode made life a little easier for you we love y'all we love you on that note we're out